Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy Podcast, your roadmap to a joy-filled life. I'm your host, Catherine McAdam. I'm a nurse practitioner, single mom, worship leader, and a Christian minister who has also experienced the heartache of a marriage to a drug addict, divorce, and homelessness. Most of all, I'm an overcomer who can completely understand what you're going through and speak life into your situation. It is my desire to bring hope and encouragement that you too can live a life of unstoppable joy no matter what life hands you. I'm not here to give you pat answers and cliche scripture verses. I'm here to honestly share with you the mindset hurdles and the spiritual and emotional barriers I had to overcome on my journey to becoming a comeback queen. I believe as I share my story and those of my guests, you too will be able to find your unstoppable joy. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. So I'll just start off by, um, I just want to welcome to the podcast, Jennifer Finnegan Poole. She is somebody that is deep into what my passion. She is helping women, helping single women. And I heard about her through my sister who is familiar with her ministry. And I wanted to get her on the podcast here to just talk about um, who she is, what she does and what drives her to help people and help women every day. So I want to welcome to the podcast, Jennifer Finnegan Poole. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to our time together. Yeah. So I guess give us a little bit of your background and tell us um, how you got into uh, ministering to single moms. Sure. Well, I got into ministering to single moms because I was a single mom. And um, back in 2005, I became a single mom with a one and three year old. And my um, husband had left us and we were facing this situation that was really difficult and hard and um, had to figure out how to restart and do life um, just from a completely different space, both physically. There were so many needs that weren't being met in the family that, um, you know, I needed to go and and find work right away. And um, we were living with my parents because of it. And um, just life took a complete U-turn. And then I had a lovely woman a few years later that stopped me in the halls of our church and said, I think we should start something for single moms. And I said, well, I think there's lots of things for single moms. And I named resources like um, food, you know, help and housing and different things like that, that my, I myself used when I first became a single mom. And um, she was like, no, no, no. You know, like something where everybody just like nods their head. It's like, we get it. You know, we're all trying to do this thing well. And so Um, she said, I think, you know, I really believe that you're the one that should start this. And I honestly laughed a little bit and said, I don't think so. I'm not really the person for women's ministry. I don't think. Um, and I said, but I'll pray and I'll do some research. And so, um, that those prayers and that research ended up just being that, women just started coming out of the woodwork at the park all over the place and telling story. And we were sharing and God really just kind of broke my heart, um, in the process of that. And so I was leaning towards resigning from the work I was doing to start this, but, um, I was still living in poverty myself and really struggling, you know, to survive. And I went to my freezer to look for some meat and, there was no meat to take out 
And I was so angry. I remember slamming the door and saying some very choice words to God that, you know, basically, how could you possibly ask somebody like me to risk starting, you know, a ministry, a nonprofit to single moms? Um, And so I went the next day to work and this woman came into my office and said, you know, I just got back. My brother butchered all these pigs. Do you need meat? And I thought, oh, my goodness, right? Like, (laughs) and so I said yes to the meat. And then she left my office and I got down on my knees and said, okay, Lord, I don't know what this is going to look like, but um, I'm in. And so I did. I stepped down and resigned from um, my job and kept cleaning houses while I started this nonprofit. And that was way back in 2008. Wow. Wow. So, so then... How did it, I guess, tell me a little bit about the ministry that you have. Do you have um, courses? Do you have like physical resources, like homes that people open up uh, to the women? Or tell me about the ministry itself. Yeah, well, the first thing that I think um, we would all say is that um, we're about relationships. So the ministry as a whole is really first and foremost about um, providing a really deep welcome, a place where, you know, single moms belong, um, a place where truly when we do talk, we do just kind of all, you know, nod our heads. It's like we've been there or we get it. Most of our staff is either former single moms or are single moms. And um, so the tagline we've had for years is that coffee chocolate and connecting changes everything it's the (laughs) coffee obviously functional the sweetness of the chocolate and the connecting is single mom to single mom it is single mom to us as mentors and our staff it's single moms to our programming and then it's single moms with um with god and Um, The connection part is so critical, but we do provide all sorts of programming and different, um, different courses and classes. We have a internally designed mentorship program that really focuses on the essentials that every single mom needs to know. And then from there, we have event nights, which occur four to five times a year. And that is where we overtake a church building and we put on our own kid programming and we have this beautiful um, evening where overwhelmed tired and alone just doesn't exist the idea is that you are with a sisterhood of other people being encouraged uplifted fed in a beautiful environment with live music and then we also offer um, courses Uh, we have designed something called the revive course and the empowered course it's i n because of god within and it is deep taking a deep intensive dive into what are our strengths what are the things that got covered up and whatever it is that we went through you know what is um what are our sticking points and coming into that awareness and then in empowered it's looking even deeper and saying you know where's god in my story and what does it look like to move past this place and Um, really thrive. And so you do that with facilitators that have been through the course. It's a recorded, um, it's 13 weeks of recorded material that you watch. There's a workbook and then um, you're in a small group. So it's that peer-to-peer that is so wonderful to journey with. Um, And then we do have a uh, residential program. It is small. 
and it is in its starting stages. We've had it for a few years now. It's called Arise. It's a restorative residential um, program for empowerment and um, independence. And it works a little different. We don't own a bunch of houses. We um, are given host homes sometimes in the area. We have a house, we have a tiny house, we have a granny flat. And we will put a mom in there up to two years. She pays a small program fee and she has goals that she has set for herself. And they are in line with obtaining long-term um, stability. So she may be going back to school. She may be upskilling. She may be creating a savings account. She may be getting reliable transportation, all sorts of different things like that. Um, and then the other phase of the Arise program is where generous people in the community donate money in. And we actually um, offset, we gift to the moms um, a portion of their rent or their mortgage for up to two years again while they're doing the same type of program. And in that setting, the beautiful part is nobody got uprooted from their household. Their kids are staying mm -hmm. in it. Um, we know their budget well enough to know that if they have this two-year gap, they're going to be able to sustain the home. And so mm -hmm. it is, um, it's all looking at that. How do we help somebody overcome that economic gap that exists for mm -hmm. so many as, as when we become single moms? Yeah. Wow. That, that is just mind blowing that, that you have all those pieces together and I'm sure it took a lot of prayer and a lot of time to get that, but man, yes, that would have been so helpful when I was <laughs> going through what I went through. Holy cow. Like, because I don't know if my sister hadn't taken us in, like we would have been, I don't know what we would have yep. done. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so that is just that, what a huge blessing to so many. So how many, um, how many women go through your program or do you have it, you know, right now in, in your programs? You so know? we are, yes, we sure do. We're all through Northern Michigan. Traverse City is our headquarters. We have a mobile office in Wexford, Misaki, and we have a mobile office that is going into Benzie and Leelanau. Um, and then we are piloting down in the Holland area in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so we, last year, we just actually wrapped our fiscal year up at the end of June. So we know these numbers well right now. Um, <laughs> so specifically, I can tell you last year, we worked with 1,906 families, um, but we work with anywhere from 1,700 to about 2,000 a year. And it can, it can fluctuate based mm -hmm. on situations. And that is women that we work with, whether it is you called in and you just need someone to talk to on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then it could be somebody that we're working with as deep as being in our residential program. Mm -hmm. And so it does not mean that every 1,906 of those families are going super, super deep in all of our program areas. We work with, I would say, anywhere from about six to 800 women in a year that it's a lot, it's a lot deeper. There's, there, there's just more, more things that they've either already journeyed through and they're still participating with us or they're currently um, engaged with. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so what are some of the barriers to uh, women finding, uh, finding help, um, finding hope? Um, and what are some things that you um, feels unique to your ministry. I don't know if you felt this way, but I know when I became a single mom, you know, I, I was inside the church. I mean, I was a strong believer. I loved Jesus. And I, 
and I had a situation where my, my husband did leave me. Um, and I still felt like I was just being judged and stared at. I felt like I didn't belong. And I can remember kind of having that aha moment, like a couple years after becoming a single mom, where it was like, if I'm as churched as I am and Christian college and ministry work, and I feel this way, oh, how hard must it be for other women? And, and I did find, you know, I wasn't alone in that. And I think it's pretty common. And I think there's two things to it. I think a lot of it is our perception. It's, it's, it's the messaging in our head. It's the situations we've come out of. It's, um, you know, they say that one single moms are some of the least trusting people. And I would say, I would agree with that, <laughs> both yeah. in my own life and all the women I've ever you know, spoken with. So there's just a lot of self barriers when it comes to even engaging with like a church. And then there is the disruption. You were, your family was interacting with community in one way, and then everything's just been upended. And I think that's specifically true in divorce and then in widowhood. But even when you're not, you've never been married, you know, when you become a single mom, you move from being single to being family. So I think that concept, that perception, the way we understand and see that, I think we all wear different colored glasses almost, you know, and how we look at it. I think that is a huge, that can be a huge route to the barriers, um, but then you've got real, what I would call physical barriers. And that is, it is incredibly hard to make living expenses on a single income. And it is becoming even harder. I know when I first started, I used to say, look, you give me a single mom that wants to work really hard and I absolutely can restart her in our area. And now I will tell you, that's not always true Sometimes we have to restart 50 miles away. And so housing is a barrier. Affordable housing is a barrier, not housing, but affordable housing. Quality mm -hmm. and obtainable childcare is difficult yeah. to find and secure. Um, and then transportation is hard. If you live in an area where you're driving 50 miles to work because you have to live in that area, well, the wear and tear, obviously, on your car, and you're probably not living in an area that has great um, public transportation. And so you see this, like, we call it, like, it's it's like your three, you know, your three-legged um, stool almost that's critical. It's like, it needs to be housing. We need to have quality child care. We need to have transportation. And then overarching that is it's got to be viable income. And um, when you look at what what is out there that works with a single parent schedule, it's hard. And then to mm -hmm. say, if I can find the schedule, can I find the pay? That becomes difficult. So it is, you know, when people ask me the question you did, like, how many women do we serve? And it's like, well, I can give you the numbers. But what I would deeply want to convey would be is that we serve one, meaning we serve one woman at a time. It's her story. It's her circumstance, and it's looking at how can we innovatively engage and help this mom. And so we always talk about, you know, first you stop and you just pray because most of these situations do not have earthly answers. <laughs> like yeah. how to how to solve that economic crisis 
is so complex or mm -hmm. how to solve the woman that has been beat and is scared and alone right now. It's not as simple as just saying, okay, we're going to help you get over it. It's like, no, we got to get in it. And by getting in it, you have to pray. You have to pray and you are asking for that guidance, um, for the direction, for the wisdom, for the patience to wait. Mm -hmm. um, and then you wait. And then always, truly always, the Lord starts to show next steps. And I'm always amazed. Like they never look the same but there are next steps. So the barriers are physical. The barriers are spiritual. The barriers, barriers are emotional. Um, most of the women that have worked with us, probably about 80% have had some form of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And um, then a lot of us have experienced other sorts of abuse. And so there is a lot of emotional um, healing to be done mm -hmm. that I believe should never be overlooked. Um, yeah. And a lot of times um, our program helps women come into better awareness of how it's manifesting in their lives. Mm -hmm. And then we really, um, at that point, really seek to partner with therapists and other professionals too to come alongside. Um, yeah. We are, we are your get in the mud, stand with you sisters and help guide from places of um, overcoming ourselves and by mm -hmm. the grace of God. Um, but it is always good to get professionals um, involved when that's needed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, just think about my story and, and every piece of the puzzle, like you talk about, like God just like provided that next step and that next step. Um, and so, I mean, I can just obviously, because I've been a single mom, I've been, you know, where a lot of your clients have been, where you've been, I can so relate with all of this. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. You know, and I, and I, um, you know, to offer hope and help in the trenches like that is just invaluable. But I do remember like that whole scenario of like, you know, all those pieces, uh, so multi multifaceted, um, you know, the childcare, the, the hours. And, you know, I was fortunate enough when I was living in Holland, um, uh, you know, my sister took us in, but, but once I got out on my own, I'm, you know, I working as a nurse. Um, thank God I, you know, was almost done with my nursing degree when uh, we ended up homeless. But um, I, uh, you know, nine months and then I got my degree and I, you know, found my job and I just have, you know, God led us to find a, a little townhouse that was like affordable. And, um, and, you know, I remember like uh, utilizing in um, Holland because they have Hope College there and they would vet all of the, the students, you know, um, that wanted to yeah. do like travel or whatever. And so I went to like their, the job stop at, at Hope College to find my workers to help me with my kids. And they were so, uh, I was so blessed by them. They, you know, they helped me for years, like every, every year, like I put my posts out and, you know, cause it, the students would come and go, you know, and um, we always had like, they were willing to work these really odd hours because I'd leave like super early in the morning and wouldn't be back till late at night. Cause I was working 12 hour shifts like over in Grand Rapids. And, um, it was just a blessing. And I, I do remember, like, I was just about in tears talking, thinking about this when you were saying about the childcare and the, um, you know, the, the busing and all that stuff. And I remember God provided for us this amazing house. It was like, mm. wow. Like, it was perfect for us. And, and it's so crazy because I am um, just be careful, but I actually found my journal that I had written like years ago and I didn't even oh. know what was going to happen in our life. But I had written um, even before I ended up in Holland, I had made a list of like my dream house 
And I even had said it was in Holland, Michigan. And there's like, no way. I wasn't even living near there. I was like living in Alabama, you know, like, and God, like everything, like, you know, I wanted, I wanted, you know, a, a, you know, one story house with all everything on one floor, my laundry on one floor. I wanted a fenced backyard. I wanted to be near a lake. Um, and God provided everything. And I remember I was painting the, one of the rooms. Um, and, and I, it had just dawned on me, like, oh my gosh, the bus is going to pick my kids up at the end of my driveway. And it was like, yes, I didn't even, you know, like, like things I didn't even know to even ask God provided that. And it was like, so like, like, okay, God, you're, you know, you've got me this far. And I know that, that I can continue to trust you because that whole thing about, you know, single mom, not being able to bus. I mean, like, especially like when you get married in the church and you don't, you feel like you are, you know, serving God and, you know, you, you want to do what's right and, and you get married and you're part of a church and you're active in ministry. And then when that all like goes away, yeah. then it's like, okay, did I hear you? God, do you even, do you, do you love me? Do you, you know, do you really care yes. about me? You know, you have all these, these questions and then, you know, like the church sometimes can, um, can kind of or your perception of how people are perceiving you at church or how they're treating you, you can take that as like, well, I'm being rejected. I'm being rejected by, you know, the church family and I don't fit here anymore. So such an amazing ministry that you have and so, so needed. Um, So now you said how many different, how many different areas are you in now? You said you have two satellite and one main campus or main um, ministry headquarters or whatever. Yep. We, you know, we were, I originally founded it in Traverse city and that is our home home base. It's where we offer all of our programming. And then we offer our mentorship, our classes and our courses and our event nights to some of the smaller um, communities around Traverse city. So Northern Michigan is this beautiful landscape of Traverse City being, you know, a larger city, and then all sorts of wonderful small towns, neighboring um, communities around it. And so the challenge is, is we have a lot of women that live in some of the more rural areas, and getting them to drive back and forth, you know, it 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 goes yeah. against everything we're talking about when it comes to transportation. So a couple of years ago, we had an opportunity. Someone gave us our first twenty-eight um, foot truck. Um, and it is a complete, literally, it's a complete office on wheels. It's beautiful. And wow. it's down in Wexford and Misaki. So like Cadillac area, um, okay. Manton and so forth. And then um, we secured a grant for an Airstream. And we have that is going to be going into Benzie and Leelanau counties. And then we serve Antrim and Kalkaska. We serve all the counties surrounding Grand Traverse. Eventually, we want a third mobile office up in Kalkaska, um, but um, we are piloting our programming down in Holland this fall, and that is outside our home area, you could say, okay. and so we are taking a, we're just seeing how it goes, it's going to be a test. Um, and we are going to take down our event nights and some of our classes and work with some of the community members down there, some individuals, some churches, some businesses, 
and um, a, a grant that we're hoping to secure down there to help just kind of get it started. And um, we are hopeful. We have been preparing for something like this for years and really um, just this seemed so divine as it came through our door. So we will see how that works. And if that works good, then we'll be looking to continue duplicating throughout the state of Michigan first. Um, and mm -hmm. then possibly we would consider beyond that. Wow. So you deal with um, single moms. Do you ever have single moms that have addiction issues? And, and then what do you, I mean, do you kind of like offer resources for that? Or is it just, um, I guess, what do you, what do you have to offer for anyone who's having issues with addiction? Yes. So we do, we absolutely work with women that um, have had addiction or are in active recovery. And um, we, believe in these four essentials that we think are just basic for every single mom. And we have titled it fun names, but it is called save the queen, protect the Royal bloodline, fortify the fortress and establish the kingdom. And what it means is save the queen is about self, you know, making sure self is okay. And then protect the Royal bloodline is about parenting. Well, and then fortify the fortress is our finances and our household stuff and establish the kingdom as healthy community. So if you go back to save the queen, our big thing is if mom is not healthy, then we can't have healthy homes because we're the ones leading those homes there. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not in this co-parenting relationship inside our houses. We may be in a co-parenting relationship where dad is um, works well as a co-parent and, and that is, you know, an experience um, outside of the home, but really making sure mom is okay. So when addiction is present, the sobriety or the need to um, be in active recovery becomes one of the most critical things, if not the most critical thing in mentoring. It needs mm -hmm. to be the top thing. And so we continue to provide our programming, but we actively encourage everyone to have a sponsor specifically for the addiction recovery point, mm -hmm. because there is so many beautiful things that other groups do in regards to that. And we usually come around and if there's like an action plan or something that they're focused on, a lot of times they'll share that with us. And we are another source to walk with them and know that that's part of their goals. And then we will start to help shape other goals around that with them. Uh, so it's more of a partnership, but um, it, it works hand in hand. So now are you also, so women go through your program um, and like how long can they be part of the program? Is, is there <laughs> an end date? Is there a graduation or um, what does that look like? There is no graduation like that. And they can be in the program for as long as they want. I have had, I have one woman that I just said hi to her the other day. We were talking in my office and she's been with me for 12 years. Um, and so um, it, it, it is a thing. Typically speaking, though, if you come to single mom and get plugged in right away, about two years is going to give you space to do all the like all the, the two courses, get involved in event nights, meet healthy community, um, start to take classes and really get on your feet. And um, and so that would be if you jumped in right away. Well, 
like I said, a lot of times trust is really hard. And so we'll see women that will come and go just to event nights where they're safe. Nobody is going to ask you to mm-hmm. unpack your deep story, right? We're just, we're there to have a great night together. And they may do those event nights for one or two years and really watch us. Mm-hmm. And as they continually get invited to more, eventually they say yes. Um, but it's about two years of what I would say intentional focus mm-hmm. on this. Okay. Um to really see the biggest impact from our programs. Mm -hmm. And then we have lots and lots of women that give back. And so a lot of the women that have been with us for a long time are leading other classes and they're facilitating our revive course, or they've become mentors. Mm -hmm. So um, we are about family. I have this amazing board member and when she was talking about coming on board, you know, you asked that golden question, why, you know, why do you want to be with our organization, right? Why do you want to be with single mom? And she had been a single mom for a period of time. And she had said to me, you know, when I came in here and saw the programming, like that was, that was great. But she says, the more I see how it is that women come in, how they're received and how they interact, it's like family. And when you know that family is coming for you, you can hang on longer. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you had your sister, And Mm -hmm. I got a place to live at my parents. Um, But there are so many women that they don't have anyone like that. And, um, you know, what gets me up every morning is the fact it's like, I don't want any woman to have to do this alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't believe any woman should have to do this alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, there is just beauty in that word family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, times of prayer in prayer carrying that that load you know yeah and just like god you never meant a woman to to carry all this by herself you just it was never your design and you know leaning on the lord and and getting you know my strength and my joy and you know my just my ability to just survive the next day you know um was just so crucial to to me you know walking on but that to have, I wish now, like, I, man, what, how awesome to have had a, a group like what you have. Um, so well, I guess I'm with you on that though, because I, so I, right. I, I was a single mom for seven years and then I, I am remarried and there's a part looking back. It's like, Oh, I wish, you know, I wish I would have had this, like, I'm not any different than any of the other moms that walk with us, join us, that we help guide. It's like, it's hard. Being a single parent is really, really, really hard work. And there's an intimacy that is available in that with the Lord that is beyond description, but it doesn't take away that it's hard and it's exhausting and it's mm-hmm. overwhelming at times. It can be both. There can be the beauty of this intimacy of knowing God as our husband and really just feeling that in so many ways. And then on the other hand can be the toil and the hard work and the realities that being single parent on this earth is about. And um, that, yeah. I me too. I wish that something like this had existed when I was when I was going through it too. Yeah. Wow. Well, I want to get involved somehow. I don't know. I mean, I just love what you're doing. And if I can be involved in any way, I would love to. 
um, love to come to some of your events. So um, tell our listeners um, how they could get involved, whether that it's through prayer or financial or in person, or if they know a single mom that needs this type of ministry, how do they find you? How do they get involved? Yes, there is four different ways you can get involved. One, if you are a single mom and you're listening, then find us on our website, singlemom.org. There is two M's at the end and everyone asks me why. It stands for single mom ministry, but it is singlemom.org or we're on Facebook um, or you can call in 231-944-1710 and somebody will be there to talk with you. And especially if you're in the area, we'll get you plugged in. But even if you're not in the area, feel free to give us a call. Also, if you're listening and you're like, I know somebody that would really benefit from this, refer them that way. Let, you know, let them know that we exist. We're also always open to um, having you come with them. If you are somebody that's like a sister or a mom or a brother or or a father, you absolutely can help, you know, bring a single mom in. No single mom has to walk into our doors alone. That's not necessary. Um, And so referring is a great thing. And then we desperately need community. One, we are 100% privately funded. So every single thing we do is because there are generous people walking with us that are giving financially. And that can be that you're giving a one-time gift to a program area, or maybe you're joining our 365 um, sponsorship family um, champion program. And that's like a dollar a day. And it is just whether you withdraw it monthly or one time, it is supporting a mom for mentorship. And, um, and then we take volunteers, we see and need about 400 to 600 volunteers a year. So getting on our website and finding our volunteer space is a great idea. And then prayer, we need prayer. Um, we are on in so many ways, the front lines when it comes to some of the, um, truly horrific, um, things that happen in our society. We work with women that, um, you know, emotionally feel so much fear that they may be paralyzed and it's really hard for them to get out of the house. We work with women that have been significantly abused. We work with women that have been trafficked. We work with, um, women that, um, And just their hearts have been hardened because of the things that they've done in life. And without prayer, without the grace of God, we, we wouldn't exist. So we encourage people to pray. Um, When we send out prayer requests and stuff, it is people that are intimately involved with our organization. So if it's something you're listening and you want to be involved in, again, call our number 231-944-1710 and somebody can talk with you and get you on next steps. Wow. I just, I, you know, my sister gave me your information such a long time ago and and I just ran across it the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have like contacted you earlier because wow, what an awesome story and and what a great ministry to be a part of. So thank you so much for what you do and for being vulnerable to share your story and, and to be um, willing to be used by God. Even, you know, that's the thing that about God, he always asks us to do things. It seems like that are bigger than us that that we're just like we can't help but give him the credit (laughs) right amen (laughs) Amen. really you want me to do what (laughs) yes yes that is so true well it's been a pleasure to be on and hopefully we'll see you at an event but this has been great thank you 
Absolutely. And I'm, I, I'm planning on coming out and visiting uh, the, the center sometime soon. So great. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. What an amazing story. I just love hearing how God redeems our lives and he takes things that the devil meant for evil and uses them to bring about so much good and Jennifer's story is one of redemption for sure and how God is using her I bet the devil is wishing he never had messed with her in the first place so thanks again to Jennifer if you want to connect with her go ahead to our show notes and you will see her contact information you have a great rest of your week be blessed Hey, before you go, make sure you click and subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Also, make sure you go over to our Facebook group, Unstoppable Joy, Your Roadmap to a Joy-Filled Life, where you can find other like-minded individuals who are also on their journey to finding a life of unstoppable joy. Click the link below or in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Be blessed.